Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. Welcome to our community, our mission for June 2nd, 2020. Here we are, middle of the year. <laughs> um, Marion Crable, Director of our Supportive Services. Kim Turley, Director of Volunteers, Events, and the Media. Um, welcome this morning and to everybody who's listening. Well, goodness. Um, it was just a short time ago that all of our focus was on a global pandemic. Um, that uh, we were uncertain what it meant and what it was going to do. And, and we uh, talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, and it's not done. <laughs> but other things have kind of overshadowed it almost, if that's even possible. Uh, we went from a global pandemic uh, concerns uh, we're still dealing with and then began to focus in on an economic nightmare mm-hmm. uh, globally as well as um, within the United States. Uh, just to pause on that for a moment, um, in December of 2019, um, there was reported 5.6 million, 5.6 million unemployed Americans. It's a big number. Big number. As of last Friday, it went from 5.6 million unemployed to 40 million unemployed oh in America. And uh, that's inconceivable. It is inconceivable. Mm. Inconceivable. Um, and the economic impact of what will happen in the future is inconceivable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to potential homelessness and hunger, we've already been addressing that. We'll be talking more about that in the days to come, about some things that we're doing here in Topeka, uh, regionally what the Topeka Rescue Mission is doing. But um, just going back to the homeless issue, there are a number of people in our country who have not um, been put in the streets because of moratoriums on uh, having to pay rent and utilities or house payments. But that will come due. Um, And if those jobs aren't quickly restored, then there will be some significant uh, consequences to that. if just 1% of 40 million, and that's 40 million as last Friday. We mm-hmm. don't know what those numbers are today. We haven't seen an economic turnaround yet. Um, but if just 1%, which would equal 400,000 people, became homeless, it would nearly double the national projections on homelessness today in America. Nearly double. And we already are facing in many communities around the country, especially on the West Coast, East Coast, what they're calling the a homeless crisis. And so um, to add on a doubling of the crisis oh is inconceivable. Yeah. And how do you even wrap your head around that, that all of a sudden it's double? Double. And that's minimum. Right. 1%. Right. Not 2%, not 10%. If it's 10%, it's 4 million. I mean, we're off the charts we're, in mm, regards yeah. to homelessness here. Yeah. And, and of course, when we say nearly double, those are the counted homeless. There are mm-hmm. many other homeless individuals today that um, don't make the counts and those kind of things. But best you can do, that's what they've come up with. Mm -hmm. So pandemic, global pandemic, coming to a local level, sheltering in place, taking all kinds of different steps everywhere we look, shutting schools down, affects the economy. We have hungry people today. We're trying to get food, access food to get it. Farms have not been able to get product off the farm to the people. Working, 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 working. And then George Floyd. And uh, it stops everything, not because of one man, but because of a built-up crisis Mm -hmm. in our land of what I think most of us would consider 
injustice. Right, right. And, uh, and then we get confused if we weren't confused before. Last night in Topeka, um, we had another um, group of people coming together to have a peaceful protest. Um, I happened to be there, um, and uh, I thought it was so well done. So well done. Um, it was, uh, I don't know how many people I'm saying, three, four hundred, maybe more mm-hmm. people. There was a sea of people yes. That's good. <laughs> that went from McDonald's on 10th Street mm-hmm. and down Kansas Avenue uh, to the north, up Kansas Avenue, to the Evergy Center. I, I don't think they've had an event that big. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd even had an event. <laughs> no, I think that's <laughs> that right. was their I mean, first. It was so well done. Yeah. And uh, the speakers were great. Um, Chief Bill Cochran led um, with... Uh, Folks in our in our community, the African American community, um, and uh, last Saturday there was a peaceful protest. Um, there's been those um, where we look around the country and we're not seeing peaceful protests right. in many situations. Yeah. We're seeing some. We're seeing some great heroic actions here. People trying to come together, um, but we've also seen mass destruction. Right. And then at the end of that protest, when people went home, something else flared up last mm-hmm. night of extreme. Uh, anger, uh, destruction, random, um, not connected with the other protest earlier in the evening. And uh, as I got home and was so grateful that everything went well, I turned on Facebook Live and I began to see, oh, no, oh, no. I want to get your reaction to all of that. Um, But before I I say that, I do want to say hats off to the organizers of the earlier protest. Mm-hmm. Um, hats off to the Kansas Highway Patrol. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hats off to the Pika Police Department. Hats off to the Shawnee County Sheriff's Department. Yes. Uh, and hats off to our media, the right. way they covered it last yeah. night. Just amazing. Sure. But the question is, in the midst of, oh my goodness, this is like a mini-series that mm-hmm. won't quit. Oh my goodness. You know, and it gets worse and worse and worse. The question comes up, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I've taken up most of the time talking here <laughs> and y'all agreeing with me. And yes. Miriam, how's this hit you? I mean, you're, you're right in the middle of your director of our supportive services here at the rescue mission. You've been in nonstop meetings ever since we learned about COVID mm-hmm. to try to rework um, all of our protocols and our systems and everything. And, and you're part of working now to possibly get um, food supplies to feed our whole community because that's Mm -hmm. part of what you do with our distribution services. How do you feel about things right now? (laughs) You know, Barry, I have to say that the whole thing with George Floyd to me just was another opportunity to say, wake up, right? Pick up your head out of the tasks that seem to come at us constantly, right? To recognize that if we don't hear people and if we don't recognize the pain that people are in, Mm -hmm. we end up in really awful situations Mm -hmm. and more people get hurt. I'm heart sick about this. You know, to me, I have so many friends that I've reached out to, and this was another sad testament in in my mind as well, I haven't reached out to so many of these folks for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, I'm concerned for them, right? I'm, I'm worried about where they live. They live on the West Coast. They live in big cities. They live not in the middle of the United States where last night would probably indicate that we're a little bit in a little bit safer space, you know. And 
And yet it's just, it's just sad to me. It's just sad to me that we go through this. I'd much rather be dealing with hunger, you know, and I'd much rather be dealing with people needing to have a safe place to stay rather than these really difficult, very charged conversations that are going to need to happen. Um, So for me, it's, it's discouraging and it's just very sad. You know, it's just very sad to me. I, I, hate to think that people are so afraid um, that they can't go about normal life and it is heartbreaking to me that then people get to that point where they feel like they have to react or they have no other choice but to react in ways that are not appropriate and can't be supported but can we understand you know can I even get to the point where I say okay I think I see where this is coming from. So mm-hmm. I'm confused. I'm sad. I'm pick a word. And it's not mm-hmm. usually a positive one, mm-hmm. but pick a word. And, and I could say, yeah, I understand that feeling. Yeah. You know, I think it's good to be sad. Um, you know, when we, we see COVID and we see how it's affected um, over 100,000 people that have died, we see 40 million unemployed. Mm-hmm. We should be very sad for people who are affected by that. We should be as sad, if not more sad, about the injustices that have yes. gone on for ever since, trying to think of the year, <laughs> it was in the 1700s when slavery first started in America, mm-hmm. and how there's been a population of Americans who has still not mm-hmm. been able to have an equal platform like right. some others. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not just African Americans. I mean, and there are Caucasians that are in the same situation that just really have not been given the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we are a land of opportunity. Um, the uh, The right to pursue happiness here mm-hmm. is still a goal, but it's not been one that we've kept very well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we should be sad about that. The question is, again, what do we do? Before we go any further that, Kim, uh, you're our young one here. Um, you're the, you, uh, we, I keep coming back to you and, and these means, how does this feel? I mean, this is, uh, uh, you and Josh uh, have a young son looking for the future. Um, you, uh, you know, work in the mission. You've been familiar with suffering because uh, your mm-hmm. family's been working here for years. Um, and so you, you see this. Um, but I'm trying to picture myself when my kids were young. Um, how I would be looking at the world right now. You know, it's, I mean, Josh and I definitely want to get Josh on a rant. He kind of keeps going. But, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about things, and um, there's different points of view coming from. And, you know, with Colton, my little three-year-old bundle of energy, um, he's just always going. And I was reading something about how kids get their view of race and things like that as they grow. The one thing I really am happy with is he was able to be around kids of color because a lot of times kids growing up don't get that experience. And he was here at the palace for a time and he made a lot of good friends and he was able to have that. Now he doesn't have that as much, which, I mean, makes you concerned, obviously, for where he's going to go, whatever his friends and environments. Um, Obviously, Josh and I don't push anything on him and I want him to make friends with anyone that he comes in contact with. And so with all this happening right now, it makes me kind of worried for what he's going to view the world as Mm -hmm. growing up. 
right now he's three and he sees whatever we put there for him. Um, it's why we try to get him in and around involved with as much as we can, um, bring him to work, let him see things. Cause I just don't want his worldview to be skewed, but also I don't know what the world's going to look like when he gets right. older. Right. So, I mean, it may be di- much different than what we view as skewed right now. So, I don't know. It's really, I was talking to you guys about this earlier. It's like, just seeing everything that's happening, like growing up in Topeka and seeing this happening in your hometown, you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but like you said, I echo the, about the police officers. They handled everything so well. Um, I mean, it makes me proud to be a Topeka too. Um, but it's just, it's just really uncertain right now, especially with having a young family, just trying to decide like, or figure out like, what is the future going to look like for him? Like we've talked about, like we said, I think last week I said, I'm not too worried, but then obviously in a week's time, that's all changed so quickly because mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to turn out. So yeah, well, it's a, so reality check is mm-hmm. none of us know how it's going to turn out. Right. Uh, um, you know, I uh, was uh, a young child in the sixties when we had some similar things that were going on at that time. And uh, I, uh, my dad was a police officer. And so um, I saw it from that lens. Fortunately, in my family, we were very connected to uh, multiple cultures and um, races and those kind of things. And so I was very blessed to not be polarized mm-hmm. in that regard. But I do remember the fear that I had as a child of my dad not coming home because of what uh, we were seeing. We didn't have Facebook Live back in those days. And so we were getting sketchy pieces of this and that. But I think what from my perspective on this is we haven't come very far. We really haven't. And, um, you know, uh, some people uh, are irritated with protests. Um, they get, get scary when they get out of hand, but you know, we're, we're all here because of protests. Right. America is here because we protested, um, a, uh, anarchical rule of authority over us, uh, right. from where we came from as far as the origins of the United States of America with our founders. And, uh, and uh, we fled a tyrannical king uh, situation, so we protested. Um, religions uh, have protested against each other. Protestant, protestant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, however you feel about that, and nothing to say anything against our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters. Um, but the, it, it birthed uh, uh, something that would then have positive and negative and it's always like that protest um, can, it, it's a disagreement with something that's going on and, and a voice to be able to um, have it. So I'm all for protesting um, in regards to this, but how we do it and what our methods are. And we do know in the Reformation, there was bloodshed, mm-hmm. not the way that God intends it. Right. Not the way, and Jesus was a protester against um, religious hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a protester against sin. He was a protester against injustice. He was a protester against people who did not care for who God cares for, the broken, the suffering, the poor. Uh, the scripture says, uh, the high and holy one says, I live in a high and holy place, but I also dwell with those who are contrite and lowly in spirit. Our country is contrite today and lowly in spirit, but on the other hand, it is angry. And it is potentially going to get more angry. Right, right. And sh- and should we be angry, right? Shouldn't we be? Shouldn't there be some sense of this is so not right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And yes. 
anger doesn't have to exhibit itself in negative ways or in inappropriate ways. We can feel anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel anger about the whole situation. Um, I feel anger, but it doesn't have to show itself the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ was angry. Mm-hmm. He went into the temple and was angry with mm-hmm. what they were doing that was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, so anger in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's just how we how we carry it out. Righteous anger right. versus right. unrighteous anger. Correct. You know, what Correct. do we do with George Floyd's um, murder? Right. Um, is we should be angry about that. We should be angry that these kind of things and these attitudes are going on and that that kind of thing will happen. Um, and it's not just one. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's too many. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even deeper than that. Right. Um, in regards to how we treat each other. Um, and it will not get better. Mm-hmm. We've seen that because of empty promises. Mm-hmm. It will not get better uh, because we just want to sweep it under the rug. We're really at a breaking point now. Mm-hmm. If it was just a resurgence of racial inequality, mm-hmm. if it was just a reassurance of injustice, it would be something that we might be able to sweep under the rug. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be able to do that now. We're not going to be able to do that now with the coronavirus, with the unemployment, with the economic impact. We've got to either come together or we, I'm afraid, are going to dissolve apart. Right. And what does that even mean? You know, I, you say those words and it's like, oh my goodness, to think about breaking apart like that, Mm -hmm. to thinking about, to think about becoming so divided on so many levels, whether it's racially or economically, what in the world is our role in all of that then? You know, what do we as followers of Christ, what is our responsibility in this? You know, and how do we keep that at the forefront of everything we do and every decision we make and every conversation we have because we know without without Christ in this, mm-hmm. it will break apart. That's right. Right? It will. It it will, will we really, break that apart. That really can happen. Yes. It's not a movie. Irreparably mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our nation nearly broke apart in the 1860s um, when it accumulated in a war against ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Until uh, the war on terror, there were more Americans that died in the Civil War than all other wars combined, including Vietnam. Mm -hmm. In other words, more Americans killed each other than any foreign enemy ever killed us. It can happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've got to get real about this now. We really do. Um, Or we could say what we thought would never happen again Mm -hmm. could happen again. And and I know this is sounding strong, but I feel pretty strong about this right now. I know that the, there's so long that disenfranchised people, and we're going to have more disenfranchised with more unemployment, more hunger, uh, more disparity, unless we figure a way to come together, um, we will fall apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're really at that, that place today. Yeah. So what is the answer to that? What is the answer to that? <laughs> it's... it's it's uh, it's it's the big question of the yeah, day. I think I'm going back to dealing with food. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is easier. Well, I think that uh, for the believer, we we know this scripture well, and maybe it's time to start doing it. it comes out of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. God uh, gives grace to the humble. 
but opposes the proud. That's a different scripture. So if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, and then it says, and pray. What is praying? It's talking in thought and in communication to God. And seek my face. What do you think seek my face means? I don't know, but I think we can see his face everywhere. Oh, yeah. If we Thank just you. If we just look. You. We can just, we can see his face everywhere. Mm-hmm. We can see his face if we're looking for him. You know, uh, digress here a moment, but I was just so touched. I don't know the guy from Adam, but there was um, a big old tanker truck that was flying down the highway this week, last week. <laughs> um, and there was hundreds of people on a bridge protesting. I'm not saying that that was the best place to protest. I'm not saying that was a wise place to protest, and it was impeding traffic. But he was barreling down, and it looked like he was going to run over a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Could have been multiple homicides there. Fortunately, that didn't happen. But what happened next was a whole bunch of scared, angry people pulled that man out of that truck. Kind of reminds us back in the Rodney King days in L.A. when they pulled Reginald Denny out of the truck and beat him up really bad. And there was, and this was a white truck driver, and there was this one African-American young man who was on the news this morning who was videotaping with his phone everything that was happening, just watching it being part of the protest, until they realized this guy may die. And he stepped in, in the midst of hundreds of people who were gathered around this truck driver, getting ready to do do only God knows what, but probably take his life and stop them from taking this guy's life. He risked his own life, African-American, risked his own life to protect a white guy that almost ran over everybody. When we say, seek the face of God, I don't know this kid. He's a young kid. But he said he can't, couldn't justify the death of George Floyd resulting in another death. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I, I, think that's, I think that's God. That's mm-hmm. the face of Christ, the right? The face yeah. of Christ. If my people will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, look for God. Where is he in action today? And then this is the hard part. And turn from our wicked ways, mm-hmm. wicked ways. He said, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If we don't get healed in our land uh, and we don't come together with God, humbling ourselves before him, if we don't do that, we will fall apart. Yes, we will. We have an opportunity. It's still there, but the clock is a ticking. The clock is a ticking. And so I think the hope is, like God has always said, I, I, I'm with you. I will never leave you or forsake you, but we certainly can leave him. Right. And if we will come together and we'll humble ourselves and we will pray and we will seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then God will be hearing from heaven mm-hmm. and he will forgive our sin and will heal our land. If you've heard this today um, and uh, you uh, this speaks to you, I would just encourage you to do these things and we're going to encourage ourselves to do these things. Because there is no solution except for a solution that we really haven't fully tried. And that is the way of the Lord. We can try it every other way, but we must do it the way of the Lord. So when you see somebody today, um, whether they're your neighbor, whether they're somebody who is a different race than you are, uh, whether they are somebody who maybe uh, doesn't agree with you, uh, be kind to them, show them love, and pray for them as we pray for each other. 
Thank you for joining us today on our community, our mission. It's a very somber time in our country, in our community. But with Christ, all things are possible. That's what we believe in, and that's what we bank on. We're here for the homeless and the hungry in our community, and now we're here to stand together under God humbly and say, God, heal our land. Thank you for joining us today again on Our Community, Our Mission.